We have a different subject from the Word of God to take up this afternoon, and that's about the Lord Jesus Christ being the master of disease. The master of disease. Lord bless us in this second service and this second sermon to consider the pandemic, the COVID-19, that is terrifying the world and to have an answer for it from the Bible for our souls as the Psalms that I gave you today should help as well. The master of disease. Our God is in control of the COVID-19 pandemic virus terrifying the world and causing so much confusion, disruption, and expense. You know the pandemic situation. There's no reason to discuss it. It would be a waste of our precious time. The world is terrified by it. They are trying to terrify us. We have answers. They do not. We covered the situation from a faith-based perspective three weeks ago in a sermon entitled Fear, Faith, Facts, and Fables. Do you know this song that I'm about to share with you? It is taken from a Bible story. God reminded me of it very specifically a few days ago. Master, the tempest is raging. Please notice the exclamation point of the author. Master, the tempest is raging. The billows are tossing high. The sky is o'ershadowed with blackness. No shelter or help is nigh. Carest thou not that we perish? How canst thou lie asleep when each moment so madly is threatening? A grave in the angry deep. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. This is Mark chapter 4. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Jesus was on, a way, on his way to heal the Gadarene. Glory! What a Savior! He arranged the storm to build his apostles' faith. He was asleep on a pillow, and they woke him up. They begged him to help their hopeless situation. What did their master do? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Jesus got up and told the storm to calm down. Immediately there was a great calm instead of the great storm. Then he admonished his faithless, fearful men. Fear and faith are opposites to our Lord Jesus because he's done so much and promised so much. Let us grow our faith and starve our fear with this pandemic sweeping the world. The next verse in Mark 4 reads this way, And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. The apostles were very afraid of Jesus' power. They could not believe the elements obeyed him immediately and completely. But let us be very excited about Jesus' power. Let us believe and trust. Since his great power is to save us Gadarenes, 
He's not going to lose us. He crossed the Sea of Galilee for the Gadarene. What should we sing about this master? I have shared the first verse of the song with you. Now here's the chorus. Whether the wrath of the storm-tossed sea, or demons, or men, or whatever it be, no waters can swallow the ship where lies the master of ocean and earth and skies. They all shall sweetly obey thy will. Peace. Be still. Peace. Be still. They all shall sweetly obey thy will. Peace. Peace. Be still. The master of disease. Our God is in absolute and total control of the COVID-19 pandemic terrifying the world. He is the master of heaven and earth and skies and seas. And he's the master of disease. Do you know him? Let me introduce him to you. Christians trust God for creation, providence, conscience, and salvation. But maybe not disease. You can tell by their obsession with bodily health and excess visits to the doctor sometimes. Daily deaths in America. In America, 7,708 die every day. There's a lot from heart disease, from cancer. There's that accident number that I love to share with you that no one talks about. 465 every day get killed by accidents. There's respiratory diseases, stroke, and there's the flu. Now please note that this flu number has been reduced to put deaths related to flu into other categories so that they're fair, the CDC is fair with their numbers, and 129 want to kill themselves every day. There's the numbers. People die. There's a reason for it. And the master of disease is not surprised. The master of disease is not hindered by these death statistics. I am so tempted to use some of my precious time right now to give you a lesson in numbers. But maybe Wednesday night, not now because time is precious. Let us consider 10 simple axioms that rule all diseases of all time. Axiom number one, all disease is caused by sin, which God planned to use for his glory. That's axiom number one. All disease is caused by sin. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Sin is what causes disease and death. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so, death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned in Adam. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth. The whole creation is groaning and travailing in pain because of sin together until now. Any discussion of disease must include sin, for it is the direct and root cause of all disease. Sin is the issue, and that's the one we can't miss. Disease, including COVID-19, is not caused by bats, open-air fish markets, governments, poor hygiene, socializing, poor nutrition, and so forth. These are not the causes. Sin is the cause. 
Disease is not ended by social distancing, quarantines, blood plasma, washing your hands, hydroxychloroquine, or vaccines. Disease isn't ended. Do not misunderstand these slides. We wash hands and common surfaces often. We do not touch our faces more than 10 or 20 times a minute. We cough in our elbow. You ought to read the statistics about how many times we touch our faces per minute. Sorry for the light moment. And we stay our distance from others or at home. Disease is caused by sin. This is what is important. If COVID-19 misses you, then another disease caused by sin will kill you by 70 or shortly thereafter. Disease is caused by sin. This is axiom number one. We know the master of sin because that's what we learned today from Isaiah 53. Jesus took our sins in his own body on the tree. Thus, he is the master of disease. Not just a storm on the Sea of Galilee, but he's the master of COVID-19. And of course, we have lots more proof for that on our website. Axiom number two. God sends every disease, every disease for many reasons that are beyond our ability to comprehend or our classification for secret information. Because here's the text. The secret things, they're outside of your reach. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed, the things that are written in the Bible, belong unto us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law that are written in the Bible. God sends disease, but he sends it for reasons too many, too numerous, and too high for us to exercise ourselves in. By the hand of the Lord, but, excuse me, but the hand of the Lord was heavy upon them of Ashdod, that's one of the five capital cities of the Philistines, and he destroyed them, that is God, and smote them with emeralds which is the King James Bible way of saying hemorrhoids, even Ashdod and the coast thereof. Axiom number two, God sends disease. COVID-19 is from the Lord. Psalm 78. Now, if you read your Bible too quickly, which is why I've tried to slow this church down, this is in the middle of a long history of Israel in Psalm 78. And we work our way down to 65. Then the Lord awaked. The Lord awaked as one out of sleep, sort of like Jesus in the ship crossing Galilee, and like a mighty man that shouteth by reason of wine. And he smote his enemies in the hinder parts. He put them to a perpetual reproach. Are these hinder parts him having a military maneuver to catch an army on its backside where it wasn't protected? Or are these the hinder parts of emeralds? Yes, to the second one. He smote his enemies in the hinder parts. They're the parts that you're sitting on right now. He put the Philistines to a perpetual reproach, and we're still making fun of them 3,500 years later. Or so, 3,000 years later. Isaiah 45 and verse 7, we've learned recently, I am the Lord, there is none else, there is no God beside me. I girded thee, Cyrus, though thou hast not known me that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. I create evil. I create evil 
like the coronavirus pandemic now sweeping the world. Shall a trumpet be blown in the city and the people not be afraid? Shall there be evil in a city and the Lord hath not done it? No and no. And lest I should be exalted above measure, the apostle Paul wrote, through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me from God a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Why do bad things happen to Christians? Here is one of the reasons the, the Lord was going to keep the Apostle Paul humble. And so he had a thorn in his flesh. Axiom number two is that God sends these diseases. So we should not be surprised by them and know he has a plan for them. They're completely under his control. Fate does not cause disease. Chance doesn't cause it. God causes and sends disease because we asked for it by axiom number one in the Garden of Eden. We didn't want to eat of every tree of the garden freely and eat of the tree of life and have a perfect wife in a perfect world and be God's friend. We didn't like that arrangement. We chose disease and God sends it since we asked for it. He promised us he would do that. We chose disease and death in Eden. We, man still lives in rebellion against God. And God has infinite good reasons for sending disease. Axiom number three. God rules disease along with everything else. And there are no exceptions. God rules disease and there's no exceptions, including this one. Daniel chapter 4, And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. Nebuchadnezzar wrote about the God of glory, the God of heaven, Jehovah, of the Jews. And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? Hebrews 1-2, Jesus Christ being the brightness of God's glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. COVID-19 is being upheld by the word of the power of Jesus Christ. When he had by himself purged our sins, as Isaiah 53 taught us, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, because he would be exalted and extolled and be very high. Colossians 1.17, Jesus Christ is before all things, and by him all things consist. COVID-19 is holding together and sweeping the world in its small numbers, because by Jesus Christ all things consist. Jesus taught, are not two sparrows sold for only a farthing, and one of them shall not fall. Even one of them shall not fall on the ground without your heavenly Father being in complete control of that event. But the very hairs, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Praise the Lord. This is what the Bible teaches about his complete knowledge and complete sovereign control and rule of all things without exception. So he tells us, fear ye not, therefore. Therefore, why shouldn't we fear? Because he cares about sparrows and ye are of more value than many sparrows. And he knows the number of hairs on your head, so he knows how close COVID-19 is to your home and where it may land on you. We trust him. He sent it. We asked for it. He's in control of it. God rules this virus completely. No one gets sick outside his will. He has your details down to your hairs. 
Axiom number four. God makes differences for his glory and rewards for obedience. God makes differences among men. Why some get a disease and others don't. And here are only two reasons. One, it's my favorite, his glory. Two, are rewards for obedience. God makes differences among men. Exodus chapter 8. Israel is in Egypt. Moses is about to lead them out. God tells Moses, I will sever in that day the land of Goshen. The Israelites lived in Goshen. I will sever. I will cut it out and make it different from what I do to all the Egyptians all around it. Goshen, in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there to the end. Thou mayest know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. God made a difference by giving flies, swarms of flies, and a lot of other plagues to the Egyptians, but protected Goshen. The Lord's going to protect us. And do you know what he wants to do with the protection? To know that I am the Lord. But against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue. What is this event in Exodus 11? It's the death angel of God going through Egypt and killing the firstborn in every family from the throne of Egypt down to the lowest servant, including the beasts. But in, e in Israel, in Goshen, not a dog shall bark, though there's going to be power going through the land unprecedented in Egypt against man or beast, that ye may know how that the Lord doth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. And he's been doing this. He's still doing this. Why do you think you're here in America? What a difference he's made. And the list is long and illustrious of the advantages that we have. Psalm 11:5. the Lord trieth the righteous. He tests us. He improves us. He purifies us. But the wicked, what a difference. And him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. This trying right here is his loving chastening versus the hatred of the wicked. Proverbs 11:31. Behold, take a look at this. The righteous shall be recompensed in the earth, much more the wicked and the sinner. And there are two different kinds of reward systems. One for the righteous is blessing, and one for the wicked and the sinner is punishment and judgment. Malachi 1, speaking of Edom, the, the uh, Ishmaelites, whereas Edom saith, we are impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, they shall build, but I will throw down, and they shall call them the border of wickedness, and the people against whom the Lord hath indignation forever. And your eyes shall see, and ye shall say, the Lord will be magnified from the border of Israel. The border of wickedness. The border of Israel. God makes a difference at borders. We have a southern border. And the difference is enormous from one side to the other. There was an enormous difference between Israel and the Edomites, the Ishmaelites, though they were both children of Abraham. Children of Isaac. Is that okay? Deuteronomy 7. You say, well, what's the basis of Malachi 1, 4, and 5? Remind me, Pastor, I think there's something good in the context. 
in the context, it is Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. That's why they're the two twins of Isaac that came that separated into two nations, the Edomites and the Israelites. God loved one, God hated the other, and it could be seen from the border of the two nations. Deuteronomy 7, well, what about that love? Know therefore, God told Israel, that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant mercy with them that love him, and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. God is faithful to a thousand generations, if you'll be faithful with him. And repayeth them that hate him to their face, to destroy them. He will not be slack. To him that hateth him, he will repay him to his face. So God makes differences with disease, with other things, to reward those that love him, to punish those that hate him. It's true in the New Testament, and it's true about salvation. Hath not the potter, God is the potter, power over the clay of the same lump of humanity to make one vessel to honor and another vessel to dishonor. All men are not created equal. That is a saying in one of our country's historical documents, and they mean it in a limited sense. But all men are not created equal. They are created very, very different. Differences are great in many. He treats, he treats nations very differently. Random is not in the Bible. God has always made differences, and he's the one making them. He's the potter, we're the clay. He loved Israel out of all nations. His sovereign choice of them was great. And his written law given to Moses, his written law given to Moses, and this is just a sample, dealt with personal hygiene, waste treatment, circumcision, and on what day? Dead bodies, washing hands, quarantine. And that written law made a huge difference for the Israelites so that the rest of the world marveled at their wisdom. Our ancestors were still throwing chamber pots in the streets just 150 years ago. Some will get the virus, others won't. Some nations suffer, others don't. His discrimination is perfect. Axiom number five. God sends disease to cause death. The issue here is death, which is a fact of ordinary life. He's going to send a disease to get every one of us one way or another because death is built into us because of Adam. But sometimes it comes early. Sometimes disease comes early. See now that I, the Lord speaking, even I am he, and there is no God with me. I kill and I make alive. There is none that can deliver out of my hand. Numbers 14, 37. These are the ten spies that gave an evil report about Canaan. Even those men that did bring up the evil report upon the land died by the plague before the Lord. The Lord dropped a plague on them to kill them, not just to make them sick, but to kill them. Now they that died in the plague were 14,700. When God opened up the earth and swallowed up Korah and Dathan and Abiram and their children and everything that appertained to them, the nation of Israel cried for them and said that they had been killed unfairly, so God killed 14,700 more. God sends plagues like COVID-19, beside them that were swallowed up or burnt with fire. Numbers 25 and verse 9. And those that died in the plague were 20 and 4,000. This is Phinehas, where he went into the tent and stopped it at 24,000. If he'd have kept on praying and standing around wringing his hands, it'd have been 42,000. But he ran into a tent and made shish kebab of an adulterous couple there. Second Chronicles 21, 14. 
So the Lord sent pestilence. The Lord sent COVID-19. The Lord sent pestilence upon Israel and their fellow of Israel, 70,000 men. We often talk of the 185,000 men that the angel of the Lord killed in the Assyrian army. But let's not forget the 70,000 men by pestilence. It could have been a coronavirus. This is a novel coronavirus, meaning a new one. It could have been a coronavirus. We don't know. It was a pestilence. And it killed 70,000 men. God sends disease sometimes to kill. He gives life, takes life, restores life. He is always, always perfectly just and holy. No matter whom, when, where, how, or why, he is God. And he sends it to kill. I kill and I make alive. This is the God that created us. We chose death. Do not be angry at him. We chose death in the Garden of Eden. God owes no person any life. God owes no person long life. God owes no person good life. But about the pandemic in David's time that we just read that killed 70,000 men, you need to see David's trust in it. The prophet came to David and said, here are your three options. Three years of famine, three months of being chased by your enemies, three days where I unleash COVID-19 or a coronavirus like it. Which do you choose? Here's what David did. David said unto Gad, I am in a great strait. That is a terrible dilemma. You have three choices and they're all terrible. Let me fall now into the hand of the Lord for very great, very great are his mercies, but let me not fall into the hand of man. If it was a famine, it would depend upon the productivity and the allocation of scarce natural resources. If it were war, it would depend upon the ability to fight. If it's a pestilence, it's all in God's hand. If, if viruses come along that we can't stop, this one can't be stopped. If they come along that can't be stopped, they're in God's hands. And so here's David making a choice. I want to be in something that is in God's hands. Because a virus is more in God's hands than productivity of farms or fighting battles. I don't, want, I don't want to depend upon men. I know that God is merciful. Enemies are not, necessarily. Axiom number six. God sends diseases to kill children. For they have no more reason or right to live than others. America is guilty of child worship, just like Isaiah 3 foretold, and which has been preached to you. The world, the nation, our media, America, publicized the first child to die from the virus last week but they ignored millions dead by abortion. Genesis chapter 7, the flood. All flesh died, in whose nostrils was the breath of life. Every man, every baby died. Exodus chapter 11, the death angel of the Lord in the land of Egypt. The firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die. All the firstborn of beasts, the firstborn of the maidservant, Exodus 20, thou shalt not bow down thyself to them. This is God's prohibition of idolatry, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. This is the word of God. I believe the God of this word, and I believe the word of this God. And there is no problem in me whatsoever to believe and preach these things. These are the true statements of the word of God about God. 
He doesn't owe anyone life. And age doesn't mean anything to him. Sinners deserve to die. There is no age of accountability with him, as you can tell from these verses. This is Korah and his company. Korah, right there, so that you'll know what it's talking about. Their houses swallowed them up, all that appertained unto them, including their little ones, as it's described. Numbers 31. This is God's judgment upon the Moabites for what they did in Numbers 25 with the whoredom of the Moabites that Phinehas stopped at 24,000. Later they had a battle with the Moabites. These caused the children of Israel, through the counsel of Balaam, to commit trespass against the Lord in the matter of Peor. That's their fornication. And there was a plague among the congregation. That's the 24,000. Now therefore, kill every male among the little ones. You've already killed all the men in battle, but now you've got women and children. Kill every male among the little ones, and kill every woman that hath known man by lying with him. Do a little anatomical search, and find out who the virgins are, and those that aren't get killed. This is the word of the Lord. Deuteronomy 20 and verse 16, But of the cities of these people, these are the tribes, these are the nations, that are in the land of Canaan, seven nations, the cities of these people, which the Lord thy God doth give thee for an inheritance, thou shalt save alive nothing that breatheth. Saul, go and smite Amalek, and utterly destroy all that they have, and spare them not. Slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and ass. I just want to remind you that when you hear out of the thousands of casualties of COVID-19, a child was struck by it. God doesn't make a difference. But he is not indifferent about children. So let me show you the balance of God's word. This is God killing David's baby. He was very sick. And the seventh day, David's son died. That boy didn't commit adultery with Bathsheba. That boy wasn't unfaithful to his covenant with God, but that boy was guilty of eating the fruit off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and this is the word of the Lord. It's Romans 5, 12 through 19. God is not insensitive toward children, but he just doesn't make a difference. He told Jonah in the last verse of the book of Jonah, Should not I spare Nineveh, that great city, wherein are more than 120,000 persons, that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand, and also much cattle. So before you get too carried away that he's really worried about children, he throws in, I don't want to burn up the cattle either. I'm sorry. That's how the book ends. There's not another verse that I'm withholding from you. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, how often would I have gathered thy children together as a hen doth gather her brood under her wings, and ye would not. You would not allow me to save this city and gather these children and protect them from what's coming in 70 AD. Axiom number seven. God sends disease as judgment on the wicked for their sins before they go to hell. God sends disease as judgment is the point. There's no just man on earth by nature, and most of them are active and verbal, hating God. Whether God strikes them and or their children is irrelevant. For the cause, the cause 
is their sinful rebellion. The Lord is known by the judgment which he executeth. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Higion, Selah, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. Let's turn to God as a church more than we have. Let's use every influence at our disposal to turn others to the Lord. Second Chronicles. Behold, with a great plague. This is about Jehoram. Behold, with a great plague. There we have it. Will the disease smite thy people and thy children and thy wives and all thy goods? And thou shalt have great sickness by disease of thy bowels until thy bowels fall out by reason of the sickness day by day. That is a terrible disease that happened to Jehoram. This is Acts chapter 12 about Herod Agrippa I. And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of a God and that of a man. After Herod gave a speech in Acts chapter 12, which was after Herod killed James. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory and he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. This is the word of God. It does deal with disease. Jesus is the master of disease. That savior that is exalted very high, that has divided the spoil of his crucifixion with us is the master of disease. Put your trust in him. Run to him and find safety. He is our refuge and our rock. There should have been no less joy in the church of Jerusalem than Miriam at the Red Sea when Herod Agrippa I was struck down by the angel of the Lord and eaten by worms. Axiom number eight, God sends disease as loving chastening or blessing on his people. Loving chastening or blessing on his people. God sends disease. Hebrews 12, but it's quoting from Solomon in Proverbs chapter 3. Ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. If one or more of us get COVID-19, let's not forget the exhortation which speaketh unto us as to children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Let's remember that God sends things like disease for our betterment, to prove his love for us. Like Miriam in Numbers 12, when she, she questioned Moses, this woman, it doesn't matter that she stood in the reeds beside the Nile River and watched Moses float away in a little basket. It doesn't matter that she went and got his mother for him. Moses was God's servant over Israel. And that woman, his sister, had the gall to question him. The cloud of God's glory. And the cloud departed from off the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became leprous, white as snow. And Aaron, her brother, looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. In Deuteronomy 28, God told Israel, If you disobey me, I will smite thee with the botch of Egypt. That's one of the Egyptian diseases with the emeralds. He later gave the Philistines. I'll smite you with the scab. I'll smite you with the itch whereof thou canst not be healed. When God says it, you're not going to heal them. But it's chastening when we disobey. The Corinthians, he that eateth and drinketh unworthily 
eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. I preach to you today about the Lord's body. And you should discern what was preached was wonderful news about Jesus Christ. And if you don't, and we come to communion, and you just go through the motions of it with us, many are weak, many are sickly, and many sleep out of chastening. And if I were to show more verses, it tells us that it's proof that they're going to be in heaven and not condemned with the world because he came and chastened them. Because those he doesn't chasten are bastards and not sons. Those he chastens are sons and he loves them. So you should examine your life like Corinth didn't. Repentance works like it did at Nineveh that added 160 years to their city's history after Jonah preached there. Obedience to God, as with any part of life, is the strongest remedy for COVID-19. Hezekiah knew how to ask God out of his fatal sickness to get more years. If you want to know how to pray, it's just been preached to you. It's in the Bible three times for your learning about how to pray about disease and not dying before your time. You need to have a good reason. Here's what Hezekiah prayed. Almighty God, the grave cannot praise thee. Death cannot celebrate thee. If you kill me, I can't praise you or celebrate you. If you let me live, the living, the living, he shall praise thee as I do this day. And the father to the children shall make known thy truth. I will spend my life and the great portion and energy of it to spread your kingdom gospel. That'll... That gets the Lord's attention. Number nine, God can or will protect his people from disease or cure them from it. God can, I hope you believe that, God will protect his people from disease or if they get it, he'll cure them. You cannot see the coronavirus. It is the silent, invisible, pestilence, killer of Psalm 91. You cannot see the coronavirus, but who are the silent, Invisible helpers of Psalm 91. Can't see them either. Brethren, rejoice with me. There shall no evil befall me, befall thee. This is Psalm 91. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 34, which is one of our ten, the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. The angels have never met a virus, even from Wuhan, China, that they could not eradicate. Jesus is the Lord of hosts. All the angels serve him and you. Hebrews chapter 1, the last two verses. How do I get the angelic protection of Psalm 91 and Psalm 34? He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Because thou hast made the Lord, even the Most High, thy habitation. Because he hath set his love upon me. That's how. You seek the Lord, and he'll protect you. There are many Bible examples from Miriam and Naaman's leprosy to Jesus' miracles that we're not even going to cover. This is Hezekiah. Not only did God cure him of a fatal disease, but gave him 15 more years. But Jesus, the great physician, healed all manner of disease of every kind. Jesus went about... All Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria 
And they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had the palsy. And he healed them. And as it says in other places, he healed them all. And whithersoever he entered, into villages or cities or country, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch, if it were, but the border of his garment, and as many as touched him were made whole. That is the one exalted, extolled, and very high from Isaiah 52 and 53. And when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with divers diseases brought them unto him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. What a Savior. Here's a sick daughter, but she dies before Jesus can get there. That is terrible, isn't it? The servants came and told the ruler of the synagogue, the ruler of the synagogue, thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? This sounds like, master, carest thou not that we perish? This one is, master, she's already perished. Do you love the Lord Jesus Christ? He's coming for us. He wants us to live separate from this world. This world killed him, and this world will kill you if you'll live for him. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid. Only believe. And amen. Our resurrected Lord had all power in heaven and earth, and he shared that power with the apostles. If you could just get in Peter's shadow, you could be healed. Peter. Peter. A fisherman. A backwoods fisherman from Galilee. Peter. When he opened his mouth, they knew he hadn't gone to school. Peter. They wanted to be in Peter's shadow. These two verses go together. They brought everyone, and he healed how many of them? Acts 19. So that from Paul's body were brought into the sick handkerchiefs and aprons. God wrought special miracles. God gave special power to his apostles to go out and shut the mouths of kings with a gospel and information and news that no one had ever heard before. The cause of disease is sin. The cure for disease is Jesus. But what if a person living right gets the virus and is very sick? What if a person living right gets the virus and is very sick? Are we ready for it? The Lord, the Lord Jehovah, will strengthen him upon the bed of, his langu of languishing. That Lord will make all his bed in his sickness. God will be with them on their bed and strengthen him upon the bed of languishing and make his bed and take care of him like a nurse making his bed. The Almighty God, the Lord Jehovah of the Bible. So the answer, what if a person living right gets the virus and is sick? The Lord will take care of him on his sick bed. But what if a person living right gets the virus and then dies? Praise God for the blessing. Your spirit will be instantly in heaven with pleasures better than any you have on earth. Why are you trying to stay here excessively? The righteous perisheth. Righteous men, like church members in our church, get COVID-19 and die from it. And no man layeth it to heart. And merciful men are taken away, none considering 
There's something going on not visible to the human eye. The righteous perish. No man's able to put it in his heart as to what's happening. Merciful men, these are good church members, are taken away, and none considers that the righteous is taken away from the evil to come. God is showing mercy to someone in our church, and he's not showing mercy to the rest of us. We should be envious if we believe the Bible. He, that is this person that dies early, shall enter into peace. Do you know how much conflict, fear, trouble, difficulty there is in heaven? None. They shall rest in their beds, each one walking in his uprightness. You will have dropped sin behind you. Your spirit will be free. The spirits of just men made perfect roaming heaven. We know that if our earthly house dissolved, we have a building of God, Paul said. Paul said, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. He would rather depart, which is far better. Paul would rather depart, which is far better. But what if COVID-19 is the devil at work, like evil spirits of disease and infirmity in Bible times? Jesus had no problem with devils. They worshipped him and left as soon as he told them to leave. They all tremble at his name, and they know true disciples and stay away from them. Axiom number 10. God will soon eliminate all disease from the universe for no more sickness or death. Do you believe this? And we sang it. Or the soul never dies. God will soon eliminate all disease from the universe. Jesus Christ our Lord is coming back for us and he will change the world to be totally different. He will eliminate all diseases of every kind so there will be no viruses in the new universe. Romans 8 tells us, the earnest expectation of the creature, the whole creation is waiting for an event, the manifestation of the sons of God. When God reveals us to the universe that we are his adopted children, the whole creation is waiting for that moment because God will lift the sin burden off the, new, off the heavens and the earth and make a new heaven and a new earth. The creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him, who hath subjected the same in hope. There's hope for the whole universe to get rid of all viruses because the creature, it's called the whole creation in this passage, shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. We, the children of God, are going to be delivered from all the vestiges of sin and all of its effect upon us and so will the whole creation because we will be made anew and so will there be a new heaven and a new earth. 2 Peter 3 tells us about that new earth and new heavens. Revelation 21.4 says, God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, nor pain. For the former things are passed away. In perfect agreement, the Bible agrees together from beginning to end. Do you know our Lord Jesus? The one of Isaiah 53, the master of disease. Do you love him supremely? If your body died from COVID-19, he will cure the novel virus and give your body eternal vitality. If you were to die and your spirit goes to heaven, which is far better than being here, he will still save your body from COVID-19. For our conversation, our lifestyle, and manner of living, and the goals of our existences is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, 
that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. The power of the Lord Jesus Christ to take a dead, corrupt body, and it may have died from a virus, and restore it to be like his glorious body. Show him your faith. Show the Lord Jesus Christ your faith by trusting him against this virus and the world's fear-mongering. Show him your love by living for him every day against all the world's seducing attractions. Get your name in his book of remembrance by talking about him to others when the virus comes calling in your area. Make sure you're talking to others about God if the virus gets closer in the state of South Carolina. Then they that fear the Lord, that's us, that's you, my audience, my brethren, my church. Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another. And the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and thought upon his name. Think about the things that we've gone over today. Share them with others. Text about it. Tweet about it. Spread the word of the great things that we know from the Bible about the God of glory and his son, Jesus Christ. And when you do that, they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them, as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Like a father's love for an obedient son, God's love for us, when we fear him, think upon his name, and speak often one to another. Then shall ye return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. Let us make sure that we are the servants of the living God. Jesus is the master of disease. We're going to sing this song, Master, the Tempest is Raging, and we're not going to have a concluding prayer. We're going to do it Jesus' way. The Bible tells us in the Gospels, they sung a hymn and went out.